morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning. It is nine o'clock in the morning, central daylight time. Again, cannot wait until we get back to just regular time. Um, it is October the 23rd, 2018. This is episode 20 of Bitcoin and, and let's dump right into looking at what the vitals are doing here. Bitcoin is at an average of 6,509 with, uh, looks like the high is going to be 6,056, 6,565. And the low is going to be, looks like GDAX has got it at 6,389. Uh, no, Gemini's got it at 6,387. So there's a, there's a, you know, a, a fair spread. Um, <clears throat> transactions in the last 24 hours is a quarter of a million. Uh, average transactions per hour is 11,000. Uh, Sent over the last 24 hours is about a million bitcoins. The average per hour is 40,000 bitcoin. Average transaction value is 3.63 bitcoin. And the median transaction value is 0.042 bitcoin or $275 US. Block time is low, 8 minutes and 56 seconds. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> The average blocks per hour is seven. What happened? Uh, we got a bump in hash rate over the last 24 hours. Uh, the fees on a per block basis is 0.1 Bitcoin. And the reward over the last 24 hours uh, is 1,988 Bitcoin plus 17.31 Bitcoin in fees. The hash rate did indeed increase by about 5% over the last 24 hours. It is now sitting at 55.7, yeah, 55.7 exahashes across the board. Ethereum is sitting at $202. Bcash is $445. Litecoin is $53. Dogecoin is 0.0042 USD. Bcash is topping Dogecoin transactions by about a th- about 500, but Litecoin is trumping them both at 25,000 transactions over the last 24 hours, and that will do it for the vitals. Okay, continuing with Bitcoin 101, um, I'm going to uh, read another section of this up folio from lop.net, L-O-P-P dot net. 
Jameson Lops website where he has a lot of uh, Bitcoin resources, um, especially beginning stuff. And that's where we're at. We're at the beginner stage. So this is the second part of Bitcoin Explained, the uh, Upfolio, <clears throat> the Upfolio um, uh, offering. And the title is What is Bitcoin? Last Yesterday it was... The title was, or for that series was, Why Does Bitcoin Exist? This one is, What is Bitcoin? Let's talk about why Bitcoin is so unique and revolutionary. So first one up is, Bitcoin is a new form of money that's completely digital. It can be used by anyone, anywhere in the world. There are no dollars, euros, pesos, or yen. It is a universal currency. Uh, Unlike traditional forms of money, there are no physical bitcoins, no dollar bills, no metal coins, no plastic cards. It's 100% digital. Everything is done from phones and computers. This allows for fast and cheap transactions around the world and around the clock. Next one up, incredibly, bitcoin is not controlled by any person, company, or government. It's run by the community of its users. Read that twice because it's important. It's run by the community of its users. Bitcoin users are located all around the world and use the internet to help send and receive payments. But unlike traditional payments that pass through banks, Bitcoin is sent directly from person to person instead of from person to company to person. This is known as a peer-to-peer system. It means there is no central control. What's amazing is that none of the users in the Bitcoin community need to know each other for this system to work. You can send and receive Bitcoin online without needing to meet or even trust the other person. We'll explain how that's possible in a bit. Next one up. Bitcoin has benefits that make it better than traditional money, banks, and credit card companies. Let's explore what makes Bitcoin so unique. Bitcoin was designed to solve problems that existed with the traditional banking system. But by finding a clever solution to the double spend problem, Satoshi also created a better type of money. In fact, he was able to completely reinvent how money works. Benefit one, decentralized. Traditional money is controlled by banks and governments, which makes it a centralized currency. Bitcoin is not controlled or regulated by any single entity like a bank, which makes it a decentralized currency. Having no banks in control makes sending and receiving money cheaper, faster, and easier. Not having banks involved means nobody can deny your application, nobody can close your account, and nobody can charge you outrageous fees. In short, banks are no longer in charge. This is what makes decentralized money so powerful. Over 2 billion people worldwide can't even access a bank account. This prevents them from connecting with the rest of the world. They're excluded. To them, a bank is like a fancy club they can't get into. Bitcoin will give them the benefits of a bank without needing a bank. Anyone with a smartphone and internet connection is welcome. Benefit 2. No counterfeit money. Paper currencies, credit cards, and checks can be counterfeit. If you've ever been victim of fraud, you know how much this sucks. Bitcoin solves the double spend problem, which means criminals cannot create fake Bitcoins. Counterfeiting is impossible. Counterfeit traditional money is very common. In the U.S. alone, it is estimated that between 70 and $200 million in counterfeit bills are in circulation. That's up to one out of every 4,000 real bills. 
for Bitcoin, this issue simply doesn't exist. Plus, you won't have to pay those high fees for fraud protection. Benefit three, limited supply. Traditional money is created by governments in unlimited quantities. They print more constantly, which decreases the value over time. Bitcoin supply is limited to 21 million coins. There can never be more. Why? It's designed to be scarce so that it increases in value over time. A constant... uh, A constantly increasing supply of money creates something called inflation. This means that the money you are holding is worth a little less every day. If you're working hard and trying to save up, that's bad. It's why an ice cream was five cents in 1950, but is five dollars today. Traditional money keeps losing value. Bitcoin's limited supply creates the opposite effect called deflation. This means the value of each Bitcoin is designed to increase over time. It's part of the reason why so many people are excited about investing in Bitcoin. Benefit four, divisible. Old-fashioned money can be spent only in amounts as small as a single cent, so up to two decimal places. Bitcoin can be spent in much smaller amounts called satoshis, all the way up to eight decimal places. This means that it can be used for <clears throat> even for tiny purchases. Bitcoin is highly divisible because its value is designed to increase over time through deflation. This divisibility means you can spend very small amounts of a Bitcoin. So basically an ice cream cone may cost 0.001 Bitcoin today, but in the future it may cost 0.0000001 Bitcoin if Bitcoin's value rises even more. A practical example where Bitcoin's high divisibility is useful today is for microtransactions. These are very small payments used for digital goods and services. For example, imagine paying only a tiny amount of Bitcoin for every page of an ebook you read instead of paying for the whole book. Microtransactions are something traditional money can't do because cents are not divisible enough and therefore too big for even very small purchases. Benefit 5. There is a lot of money stored in Bitcoin, so it needs to be very secure. Bitcoin uses cryptography to securely send payments. That's why Bitcoin is called a cryptocurrency. The code is so strong that tampering is virtually impossible. There is a lot of money held in Bitcoin, but it has never been hacked. In simple terms, cryptography is a technology that protects information through complex math functions. Bitcoin uses strong crypto cryptography to protect your account and let you securely send money. It's designed so that nobody can hack your account and it prevents the wrong person from receiving your money. So that will do it for the second section of Bitcoin Explained that Jameson Lop has up on lop.net. And we will now move into the morning roundup. So first up in the deck is from Joseph Young at I am Joseph Young on Twitter. Uh, Backed will officially begin clearing Bitcoin futures on December 12, 2018. Previously, the United States SEC rejected nine Bitcoin ETFs 
that based their price on the futures market because the BTC futures market was not sufficiently liquid. The entrance of BACT could change the viewpoint of the SEC. And uh, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, um, uh, Michael, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Novogratz uh, responded directly back to Joseph Young with the uh, simple sentence or phrase, it will. And if any of you got you guys who know Novogratz, he's a he's a getting he's getting into Bitcoin, and that's kind of a big deal. If you don't know who Novogratz is, I advise you to read on his background, and you will not it will not take you very long to figure out why that's sort of a big deal that that he's he's kind of getting he's kind of going all in. But that leads into this breaking story. Um, from that I uh, got from abacusjournal.com breaking this is my tweet breaking Bitcoin SEC ETF meeting CBOE VanEck SolidX all meet with SEC commissioner Elad Elad I can't pronounce his first name Elad Roisman approval confidence high and this was uh, as of this morning uh, you know October 23rd 2018 so if we Dump into that uh, into that story from abacusjournal.com. What's going on is that uh, the commercial the the SEC commissioner and he's the newest one on the board. Um, he filled the fifth position that uh, that was basically empty for for quite a while. Um, yeah, he filled that in September, um, and so he's the first one to actually meet with the, directly with the representatives from VanEck, SolidX, and the CBOE to discuss the proposed uh, Bitcoin ETF. Uh, previously, it wasn't, it wasn't a commissioner. It was basically, you know, like the Office of Market Supervision and Division of Trading Markets that would meet with, with these people. And of course, everything just, you know, they, all the ETFs that have been proposed, like the the Winklevi twins uh, ETF, famously was the first one to get rejected, and then uh, their appeal got rejected. And you know, all this time, it was nobody was actually ever talking directly to an SEC commissioner themselves. So this is kind of a big deal that the the commissioner himself or one of the commissioners themselves is talking face to face with the guys from VanEck and SolidX and the CBOE. Um, so there was a, a presentation was given to the commissioner and the argument that's being made by the people from Van Eck and SolidX, uh, there's some bullet points, points here in the Abacus Journal. Um, their argument bas- it, it, you know, revolves around that there, are, there now exists significant regulated derivatives market for Bitcoin. There are the relevant markets of, you know, CBOE, OTC desk, Bitcoin futures, they are regulated. Concerns around price manipulation have been mitigated consistent with approval of prior commodity-based ETPs. And the CBOE's rules are designed to surveil for potential manipulation of trust shares and promotes investor protection. So they're, they're making this argument that the landscape has changed that there is a more solid footing for the SEC to be able to go ahead and approve an ETF. Uh, I, it's, it's not that I don't care either way. It's that if an ETF gets approved, it's not, in, in my mind, it's not an automatically, oh my God, the price is just going to go through, you know, go to the moon. 
I, I don't think that that's going to happen. But it also means that, you know, it's the uh, ETF approval could have somehow or another, another have a negative effect. We just, I don't think we really know what's going to happen with an ETF approval. So it's something to watch. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's something to watch. So that's, what's going on with that one. Let me get up to my, back to my deck. And finally, I took a a screenshot of, uh, of a thread of Elon Musk who finally tweeted about Bitcoin. So I say, (laughs) took you long enough, Elon Musk. So (laughs) It's it's odd though because the thread the thread starts with Elon Musk like yesterday uh, tweeting out I heart anime well damn Elon I heart anime too the conversation's long so the very next thing down is this conversation has too many replies to show them all next one down is a guy named San <clears throat> says hey what's happening with two factor off for Tesla account to which Elon replies want to buy some Bitcoin and has a picture of some anime girl with a Bitcoin dress on. It's kind of funny, but you know, Hey, at least Elon Musk finally tweeted about Bitcoin and said the word directly. We've been waiting for it. Here it is. Enjoy your time in the sun, people. Moving on to Marty's bin. So, Marty's Bit for Tuesday, October the 23rd, 2018. This is issue number 345. Square open sources their BTC cold storage. Yesterday afternoon, under the cover of a noise-filled day chock full of media attacks on shit coinery, Square dropped a blog post explaining how they built their cold storage solution for Bitcoin custody and their plans to open source the solution for other exchanges in the community to learn from and build on. This is an incredible move from Square and shows that they are truly for the cause and and philosophically aligned with the Bitcoin project. The more cold storage infrastructure is commoditized or yeah, commoditized and open sourced, the less overall power exchanges have over the ecosystem to create moats that give them an uncomfortable amount of control, the better off everyone using Bitcoin is. This move by Square should not be understated. It is a direct message to their users and the industry at large that they are friends of Bitcoin and want to stay true to its open nature, working in collaboration with other Bitcoiners to ensure decentralization and the long-term success of the project. I've <clears throat> excuse me. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Square is quickly becoming my favorite Bitcoin-focused company, and this move just makes me like them even more. It's actually pretty astonishing how the long-standing Bitcoin companies are getting completely outclassed by Square, which only launched Bitcoin buying capabilities for its Cash App users last November. Think about what they can do in the future with all of the point-of-sale infrastructure they've built out throughout the world, especially in five to ten years when the Lightning Network somewhat matures and or somewhat mature and at a point where it is functional for the masses. I smell a huge opportunity for Square to become one of the biggest corporate allies of Bitcoin. Sounds sacrilege, I know. But it seems as though up to this point in time, Square is down for the cause. And I, for one, could not be happier to have them on board. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
the the fact that they're and this is me kind of giving my two cents here is that the fact that they're going to open source that cold storage solution not only means that they're aligned with the Bitcoin mission, they seem to be coming in line with open source software development. Um, and that's that I think if they keep that attitude, that is just as important as being aligned with the, with the Bitcoin mission because the Bitcoin mission is open source. But the fact that they're giving this to the, they've developed it and they're going to give it to the world open source. I think that that means that they got some, I think they got some heavy plans up their sleeves. Uh, Marty's right with the infrastructure that they've already built out uh, and they're continuing to build out. They're going to be very, if they don't screw this up, they're going to be very well positioned. And in fact, this is not investment advice. I'm going to start looking at uh, <laughs> buying stock in Square and uh, and uh, any of the mother companies that, that go along or sister companies that go along with it because they may have a they may have a run like nobody's ever seen. Okay, next up in his bent, long read, great read. What's really driving the cryptocurrency phenomenon? By Chris Dannon. Leo Zhang, Martin Bouchamp from Iterative Capital Management. This was from November of, uh, oh, this is, well, this is dated November 2018, so I guess it's going out um, here in, a, uh, in a f- their next issue. Another bomb was dropped under the radar yesterday. Iterative Capital released their full thesis on what's really driving the cryptocurrency phenomenon. I've been making my way through this incredibly thorough thesis since the weekend and cannot recommend it enough to you freaks. The team at Iterative has assembled one of the most comprehensive pieces of literature on the c- cryptocurrency movement I've seen to date. They dive deep into the history of the cypherpunk movement, how some people are missing the point of this re- revolution, the social aspects of these distributed systems, the nitty-gritty details of the mining industry, proof of work, and much more. Definitely start tearing through it when you get a chance, especially if you're sitting in a cube at a job you hate, looking for inspiration to leave. This will get you all jacked up. Final thought, LaCroix, still good. Don't at me. I like LaCroix, too. Um, I like the coconut flavor. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah, coconut. Digging it. I love the coconut flavor. Terrible joke corner. How did the panda lose his dinner? He was bamboozled. I think all of us can remember bamboozled day. I have decided to officially rename Daily Trainwreck to daily train wrecked. I don't know why I, it should have been obvious to me from the outset, but you know, there it is. So I picked this uh, tweet up from Novak at NVK. Bitcoin is a great hedge against the next clusterfuck round. Bullish. And he's retweeting um, something from CNBC. More than 10,000 potential borrowers line up for zero down payment subprime mortgages. 
on earth have we heard this before? Not investment advice, people. Buy Bitcoin. That's going to do it for me today. It was a bit short. I've been <clears throat> I've been going long, and uh, I want to tighten this show up a little bit more. So I'm going to go ahead and end this here. Uh, as usual, it's always a always a thrill to wade through the crypto Twitterverse and and find the the, the nuggets that are laying around. There's some some really good development going on. Everybody's still working their ass off. Um, you know, try not to get freaked out about the price or anything like that. It's, you know, price is what it is. FUD is what it is. It's, you know, it just stays stable, man. Be, be, be the stable coin, Danny. Be the stable coin. Anyway, we will, uh, I will see you tomorrow with another Bitcoin and. Have a great day. This has been Bitcoin and... And I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.